1: Thanks for joining us here for another additional of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So thankful for all of you to join us. My next guest here on this episode founded a unique company based in beautiful Portland, Oregon. They're trying to change how you consume your vodka and now how you consume your CBD too. We're talking to the folks from Wild Root Spirits, Wild, W-Y-L-D, and Wild, W-Y-L-D, CBD. I'm talking with the co-founders, Aaron Morris, and Chris Joseph. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen.
2: Hey, thanks for having us.
1: Thank you for having us. Hey, really glad to have you on. Very interesting in the subject here. A whole lot to talk about when it comes to CBD and to edibles. So first off, I want to go ahead and preface to an interview that your team did with 137. Now, you explained that WILD focuses on creating the best experience for our consumers by delivering a consistent, high-quality, fruit-infused product— or Paradox, on a national level. While similarly, Wild Roots focuses on creating premium natural handcrafted spirits that are unique to the Pacific Northwest, but can be enjoyed anywhere. You also went on to say that, quote, with spirits and CBD as two of the most oversaturated markets in the world, something was missing, an all-natural fruit-infused product. What made you the right team to tackle this market? Either one of you, please go ahead and answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can I can start, and Aaron, feel free to, Chime in as you feel needed to, but exactly. um, both both Aaron and I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, and all around us is fruit. The fruit we're, we're in the Northwest we're really known for that. Um, whether that's grapes, raspberries, blackberries, Marion berries, we have all sorts of fruit. So we know what real fruit should taste like. So when we created a product, we wanted it to taste just like that, and we wanted to keep the product simple, and we wanted the fruit. we wanted the fruit to do the work for us, really. Um, So all of our products are used with real fruit, real ingredients, and we view if we're gonna make a raspberry gummy or a raspberry vodka, it should taste and feel like that, it should be the real thing. Um, And so really that was the inspiration for it. We wanted to create a product and brand that tied back into our roots, um, and it was real. And the products that we found on the shelves were just full of artificial flavoring, and even though it was labeled raspberry, it tasted nothing like a raspberry. Um, so we felt like we could definitely hit that um, and create that
3: product.
1: I and to add on, oh, go ahead Aaron. Oh, go ahead on the, on the
3: natural there's a lot of products that have natural flavoring and natural ingredients, but we really wanted to be true to the fruit. Um, I tell our teams all the time this it's true to the fruit. everyone has raspberry vodkas and some people are using this or that. Or you have blue raspberries, but we really wanted to be true to the fruit, and I can't emphasize that enough.
1: Now, I notice, just doing a little background on Oregon, it is a top vegetable-producing state, but also does quite a bit when it comes to fruits, when it comes to berries, pears, plums, cherries, and also apples, which we also know your friends in the north in Washington State also are best known for that. Uh, growing up, I guess, when you say that you have that, I mean, is it something where, uh, did you have a lot of the, a lot of fruit that you were able to go and consume just that were just right off the plant? Or was it just something that you had a lot of access to? I mean, I guess... What was it, the idea that you felt like that was so important when it comes to just being where you're at and why in Oregon it will be the best fruits and you would have the best palate to go ahead and do something like this?
2: Yeah, um, for me, I grew up in um, Sandy, Oregon, which is more on the mountainside, but we had farms all around us. And so during the summers and during fall and even spring, I could go to my friend's house where they have a farm and be able to get it right off the plant and enjoy it. Um, And when I was in college, I was going to school for business finance and management too. And I always knew I wanted to create a business. I wasn't really sure what that business would be. I definitely didn't think it would be alcohol and and cannabis at the time. But um, when I created a business, I definitely wanted to start something that tied into my roots. You know, Oregon is very known for being pro small businesses and, um, supporting entrepreneurs and a lot of them support the local businesses. So I tied into a lot of that culture and I wanted to create a business that tied into the Pacific Northwest and Oregon. And so I wanted to be able to take, uh, take advantage of really all the natural resources that you could find here. And one of the most things, which you just said was, was fruit. Um, so I wanted to create a product and a brand and a company I was able to utilize that, but we could also support the local communities we work within and work with other local businesses and farms. So knowing what the fruit should taste like and feel like and be like, um, by growing up here, we were able to combine that into a handcrafted one of a kind spirit and also do the same with gummies. And Aaron, I'm sure you, you grew up in Salem, right in the, right in the heart yeah, of I the Willamette grew- Valley.
3: So I grew up in Salem, Oregon, which is in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley, which is one of the most fertile land, fernal valleys in the entire country if not world Um, so for me it's everywhere you looked you could pull raspberries from my backyard everyone had a pear tree an apple tree and they weren't even agriculture it's oregon it's a small state so we don't have a ton, ton of big ag like california but everything we're known for is high quality higher end produce fruit and so that's what we really wanted to bring to our national market is that high quality raspberry you can get a lot of raspberries from a lot of places in the world but there's nothing quite like a willamette valley raspberry or Whamond Valley produce in general.
1: Now, it took us a while to get this interview together, obviously, to get both of you and your busy schedules together, to work with a team to get it scheduled. We had, you know, things like hurricanes, and I had, you know, oral <laughs> surgery going on in between. We had a few things that kind of held the story back. But what was good about the fact that we got to this point and got to record now, as we record towards the end of September, was that I got a chance to catch a story that came up from Forbes magazine. And they decided to go ahead and talk about a very select list of the best CBD gummies um, CBD gummies on the market today. And Wild was in that select list. They said this, they heralded the, your brand by saying, quote, as exclusively a CBD gummies company, Wild CBD has a great lineup of premium options. Some of the flavors you have include lemon, blueberry, huckleberry. I didn't even know huckleberry was a real thing. I just thought it's the dog they said that was huckleberry hound. And what Val Kimmer said in, uh, what was it, a... Uh, Tombstone. Uh, I didn't even know that was a real thing. And raspberry, which are all blended and infused with real fruits. As a broad-spectrum extract, these vegan treats are a darling on the list and one that is worth every penny. Wow. So what do you think about that description and praise? How does that best represent what you would say about what you guys are creating?
2: Yeah, and if Aaron, if you want to tackle that one first, I can fill in after. Uh,
3: yeah, so for the gummies in particular, we don't use co-packers. We don't use third parties. And what we really wanted to do after this is our third venture is we really wanted to highlight our quality and our consistency and our processes on the manufacturing side. And we wanted to bring it into the CBD market. So I, I mean, I'm honored for that praise, but it is no surprise to us. We have four food scientists, Bev chemists. We've done all this without funding, but really what we did is over the last six years of our manufacturing careers, when we started this with 23 is isolate and train ourselves on every single variable along the way. And, you know, we I always tell the team is we're focusing on nutraceuticals and pharmaceutical grade processes. We're not making candy, unlike a lot of our competitors, but w- block out the noise and just focus on producing the highest quality product you can every single day. And, you know, it seems to be resonating with our customers. And Chris, if you want to add to that as well.
2: Yeah, I think where you laid off is, is um, the customers are starting to realize and do realize when they try our products. Um, the quality, the taste, everything about it um, really was designed for them. When we started with Wild Roots and went on to Wild and Wild CBD, the first thing and only thing we really focused on was the consumers and the full experience of that. And everything on the back end, whether it's our food scientists and chemists or the equipment that we put in or all the operation associates we have, was all put in place to have the consumers at mind to make sure that they're experiencing Uh, the best product they can um and so i definitely love the feedback and that's what we are shooting for but um we really when we designed this package wouldn't want it any other way whether it's the ingredients or even just the package everything was designed for the consumer so yeah i love that feedback
1: now even though forbes did say that uh, the company is essentially doing cbd gummings, but after the break i want to talk about the fact that you are getting into the line of cbd beverages And which is a huge market. We're going to go into all of that coming up after a short break here on Blunt Business, CannabisRadio.com. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back
0: with more Blunt Business. natural substances produce the results
1: that cbd is producing in the animals that we are testing on
3: it's a dog's life with angela ardellino only on cannabis radio
1: Sitting downtown in a railway station over the line. It's time to hem resent only on Cannabis Radio.
0: Sitting in railway station over the line. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on cannabisradio.com.
1: Welcome back everyone. I'm here with Aaron Morris, co-founder of Wild Root Spirits. Wild, Wild CBD, and Chris Joseph, co founder of Wild Root Spirits, WYLD, Wild and Wild CBD. We're back with these gentlemen, and we're going to go and preface now to a 2018 article from Fortune Magazine. They had a storyline that was titled This Big Brewers Take a Hit to the Gut as Americans Move Away from Beer. Now, in this story, let me just go through a little bit of context here. By quarter one of 2018, AB and Bev. Heineken, and Molson Coors, two, three of the top beer manufacturers, had all reported significant drops in beer volume in the U.S. According to the Wall Street Journal, uh, we had in between 3 and 4% drops in what they were making. And beer's not doing well as as once did, especially among younger drinkers. As beer sales slow, the growth of cannabis products has been explosive. And according to the latest estimates from the Brightfield Group, the cannabis industry is expected to be worth billion by 2022. Getting even a fraction of that market could boost the bottom line for beverage makers, particularly in states where cannabis is legal. Now, cannabis-infused beverages could also invigorate old products that might seem stale to millennials. According to Bloomberg, beer makers and beverage companies are worried about the substitution effect in which customers exchange favorite drinks for a THC drink, which provides them with a high minus the calories. So your team is launching a new line of canned CBD beverages. Do you see a product line like yours becoming an alternative for beer drinkers, leaving for something different? Do you think you could be a cause of that substitution effect?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I look at our our product as, um, you know, it's a a supplement um, product, and it provides consumers with uh, another option, another choice. I think there's always a place for your beverages with, with spirits or, or beer, but the CBD movement is one that is going to take over some of that market share um, in, in a way. You know, you're know, you looking at a different experience for consumers. It's something that's more innovative, which consumers are looking for something that is more innovative and try to, and to really try something new. And they want to have a beverage that you're not going to feel bloated or, or uh, too drunk after or, or drunk in general. Um, so our CBD beverage um, gives that uh, another option for consumers, and I feel like our product fits nicely within that. But overall, talking about the category, yes, I do believe that um, the CBD beverage is going to be taking a toll on beer.
3: Yeah. And to add to that, I you see you know CBD is definitely in this wellness category. You see all these beverages. You got mates. You got kombucha, and you have a lot of these exploding supplement wellness beverage categories. I think CBD is more in that camp, and I think that camp is taking away for healthy alternatives with non-psychoactive effects of beer. I think the biggest hit the beer manufacturers are seeing is from THC beverages and THC users in general. You're comparing a psychoactive effect to psychoactive effects between each other, and where a lot of THC beverages are only state-specific due to the inability to nationally distribute THC products, I think their biggest concern is your THC products, which, you know, as you've already identified Heineken under Lagunitas is doing the THC beverage line and that's their biggest concern. Um, And then I think the CBD is a great gateway to get, you know, a lot of those companies are entering into it because it's a new category in the wellness nutraceutical uh, supplement section. So yes, I do think that, but at the same time, spirits and wine aren't declining. So I think it's definitely more of the beer demographic transitioning away.
1: So now you've mentioned a couple of companies that are actually working on their own products of the bigger uh, brands that are out there, the mainstream. I want to go and bring up a few of those and give people an idea of what's going on because I bet you some people, you know, without the proper context, you probably don't know that the fact is, according to fooddive.com, they're reporting that global brands are attracted to the prospect of a new market, making their forays into cannabis. Now, let me give you a little view of what's going on. Arizona Beverages, Dixie Brands announced in August that they will partner with Constellation Brands which owns Corona and Modelo Beers, making a cannabis play from last year, acquiring a 40% stake for $4 million into cannabis growth. Heineken now is launching Hi-Fi Hops, which is available in medical marijuana dispensaries in California through its American brand, Lagunitas. The drink, which tastes like beer, contains THC. Molson Beers is partnered with Canada's hydro-apothecary brand. Now they're planning to develop non-alcoholic cannabis and cannabis infused beverages for the Canadian market. AB and Bev is now joining with Tilray, which is now investing $50 million in the researching alcohol-free beer with cannabis elements like THC and CBD marketed through one of its Canadian brands, Labatt Blue. And Coca-Cola is now eyeing a possible entry with infusing CBD into functional wellness beverages around the world. Now, are you surprised by where we're getting this influx of all these different beverage companies and What is it that you feel like you have that keeps you ahead? Because you, you're not obviously you don't have that bureaucracy having to work around you. You know you're able to go ahead and keep your own destiny, your own path. What makes? Do you think these other companies can even hold water to what you're doing right now? I mean, you're obviously ahead of the game, and these other companies are trying to go ahead and piggyback. How do you look at the competition?
3: So I think you can answer in a couple ways. I think if you look at it from, you know, we all have our, our, you know, pros and our cons. Those businesses have all of the shelves. They have all the distribution networks. They own all of the retail space. They have the relationships and they can buy their business, right? You have a lot of them entering the space. They can buy their shelf place. What we have is we're experts in the field and we have innovation. A lot of those companies like to enter the market through acquisition. um, And I think that's where we're one step ahead. But our biggest, our biggest dilemma that we're facing, and we hear it all the time from our retail chains is what are you going to do to buy this business? And I have an offer from one of the conglomerates and one of these really well-funded companies. But I think what what we tell our teams every day is stick to the product, give the consumers what they want, focus on quality and innovation first, and then we have to bet on our brand equity and our ability to enter those markets. Because I think some people lose sight. All those businesses started from nothing. And this is a category that allows us to give the consumers an opportunity that they haven't had Why other people pile on. But, yeah, our biggest competition does lie from the people that aren't currently in the space. The ones you just listed are all entering the space. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a big challenge to go up against. It's capital versus innovation and quality.
1: Now, another story I also noticed is there's a lot of talk about, I want to get a rise of flavored springing water coming back into place, So now, Spindrift, Polar, LaCroix, White Claw, they're all getting really popular again. But one of the things that they're talking about now is is there anybody going to be joining the market to do CBD seltzer? Now, I'm wondering if that's something that you started off with now. You have wild CBD, and that is sparkling water. Um, were you, I guess, I mean, talk to me when you decided to go ahead and create this product and how ahead of the game you were before these other before the conversation started going on among the mainstream to say, you know what, now we have these products. Let's start adding CBD to everything. Let's see if we can do it with the sparkling seltzer water. Much like what you already did beforehand.
3: So, yeah we've been working on this for over 2 years. Um, we started probing it on trying to find other manufacturers. And so we ended up building out our own facility. But what we really wanted to do is Wild Roots was me and Chris's first business. We were 23 when we started that business. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot, we lot of, made a lot of mistakes. And what we really wanted to do is combine the two forces. You know, we have the spirits business, we have the edibles business, and we wanted to combine the two. And obviously, sugar content is a main issue right now with consumers. And so we really want to just bring, like, how do we bring in our real fruit flavor and give them a consumer consumer product where CBD is an anti-inflammatory, sugars, you know, known for inflammation. So where do we draw that line and still stick to the brand on the real fruit and offer them, you know, what the Northwest is known for? And, you know, initially we thought we were going to do a soda, we're going to do this, and we really landed on the hard seltzers because – you know, every time I drink a LaCroix, what am I missing? I'm missing that real fruit, that true to the fruit element. And then how do we get CBD into an everyday medium where some people want gummies, some people want beverages, some people want tinctures. For me, I'm a beverage guy. So how can I make CBD as accessible to an everyday consumer without having to wake up and eat a gummy? I don't know about everyone, but I'm not trying to eat a gummy at eight 30 in the morning. Um, I eat my gummies in the evening. And I don't know if you want to build off that Chris, but it was just a formation of all of our businesses and trying to bring the fruit on a wide scale without all the sugar.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you hit that on the nose as far as one, well, the reason why we created it, but also the direction that we were looking at at taking it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I would add much to that. It's really just trying to create a product that could show in, uh, the real fruit, be true to the fruit.
1: Now, one thing I would just ask, because I'm looking at the nutritional facts, and I know there's a little bit of sugar into into each uh, can that you uh, produce. What is the sodium count? I'm only curious, because if it were me, that's the one thing I always look at, because I've been on a diet for a long time. And that's one of the things I didn't know, if, if you could tell us if what kind of sodium content is in the cans.
3: The sodium content is zero. Um, so all the sugar the brand the brand promise is 2 grams or less all currently all four of our skus have no more than 1 gram and that comes from the real fruit that we use there's no sugar added but the sodium content is zero
1: so the only sugar that there is would be would be from the natural fruit content itself that's great well i got to get a couple of these cans but i got what do i got to do got to go to Oregon. or if i can get it some way to get brought to florida i guess i'm not sure how it works but i'd love to get a taste of this We're, and it's what it's like
3: will that de- We'll definitely mail you some, and uh, we're working on all of our distribution right now. Our line actually went live last week. So our first shipments went to distribution, and trust me when I say uh, Florida's on that list and it'll be in your neighborhood soon. But in the meantime, we'll make sure we get some sent over to you.
1: That's fair. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I want to talk more about the drinks. We'll talk about the drink line in just a moment. We're going to go ahead and do that in just a moment. So, again, everybody just stay with us. I'm here with, again, Aaron Morris, and Chris Joseph of Wild Root Spirits, Wild and Wild CBD, back in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The National Cannabis Industry Association's Third Annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at californiacannabisbusinessconference.com. And take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of Expo Floor, showcasing over 200 exhibitors. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com.
3: Executives and companies in the cannabis industry.
0: Plant profits. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
1: <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart
0: pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
1: garden centers throughout north america and ask for the original fabric container find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com i hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with blunt business on cannabisradio.com we're on the home stretch here we're finishing things up we're here with Aaron Morris and Chris Joseph from Wild Root Spirits, Wild and Wild CBD. Remember that's spelled W Y L D. Great product. Also like the uh, the deer, the, uh, the antlers that you put up on the product. It definitely is definitely representative of where you are. And obviously, when it comes to making true to the fruit, as you've already mentioned a few times on the show, that's what I want to talk about here now. Is that the new CBD line currently offers real fruit gummies? And as we said blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, like its THC counterpart. Wild products do not use any artificial flavorings or colorings, only natural fruit. And it also contains USA-sourced broad-spectrum hemp extract, which means it does not contain any traces of THC, but offers the benefits associated with full-spectrum CBD. Now, your team of food scientists has developed the products utilizing a pharmaceutical-grade mixer to ensure that the broad-spectrum hemp extract is thoroughly and evenly distributed throughout each batch of gummies. Now, break down for me how you're able to deliver such broad-spectrum benefits with this process.
3: So we are just the edible and the beverage manufacturer, and there's no real regulation on this industry right now. I'll preface Mm -hmm. by saying that. So right now, we have taken all of our regulation onto our own shoulders, and we self-regulate ourselves through third parties. But going back backwards on the supply chain. So we source our cannabis from an organic farm out here in Oregon. It's out in hood river. And then they process all the oil. And then we test the supply chain in six different points to, we have, you know, a QA and QC. Sorry, this can get complicated. We have a QA and QC process involved that our team of scientists vet all of our suppliers. Currently we use the one in Oregon and they verify the cannabinoids through third-party testing from a plant to the, the concentrate, and then once we mix, mix it into our emulsion and our oil mixing to be able to infuse our product, we test it again to ensure it's hitting certain parameters, other cannabinoids. The reason we went with broad spectrum, say, versus isolate or full spectrum, is full spectrum has you know below the 0.3% THC, and you have those traces of THC. Now, there is a consumer base for that, but you have a lot of retailers that are shying away from any THC, and you have a lot of consumers that want 0.0. But we, coming from the THC and the edibles business, we truly believe in the synergy effect. So what that means is, you know, this amplification of CBD with other cannabinoids is real, and you get a lot of health benefits with other cannabinoids that aren't thoroughly researched, and it's going to be really exciting as this research comes out. So we want to take the THC out and offer the best synergy and the best, you know, group of cannabinoids that we can offer while obviously meeting our own internal quality and the little regulation that we have to ensure a national distribution chain um and so obviously as you mentioned on our processes our manufacturing i always tell the team that we're making pharmaceuticals we're not making candy so what we treat every single gummy that we make we make hundreds of thousands of these every day is of strict set of parameters one-third of my staff is qa and qc on the manufacturing line and that's how we ensure that every single time You eat a wild product, whether that's a beverage, you drink a beverage, you eat a THC product, you eat a CBD product, you are getting the exact same thing. And it's really how we have built our brand above all things. That is how our market share and our consumer base and the feedback we get is above all things. The consistency that you guys offer is second to none. And that's where we really focus. We really focus our manufacturing, our supply chain management, all of the extra additional tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to ensure the quality of the product. And here we are, and consumers keep coming back, and so it seems to be working.
1: I'll tell you one thing as well. I haven't had a chance of talking about the Wild Root Spirits, the uh, infused vodkas. I love the packaging, the branding, the way you put it together. I mean, if I saw this on any store shelf, it looks fantastic. And you guys get some amazing flavors out of all this, too. Raspberry, marionberry, which I don't even know what that flavor is. Apple and cinnamon, pear, again, huckleberry. <laughs> love it pear and dark sweet cherry sounds so good um uh, i guess now when it comes to this um take me inside the process it takes to go ahead and put this vodka together and just um how much is i guess by content when you drink by the glass and uh, talk to me about some of the cocktails that your team puts together there at the tasting room that you have there in oregon for those they were all to go and visit yeah, visit your neck of the woods
2: Yes, we do have our tasting room that's close to the convention center in um, in Portland. But at um, there you can find cocktails uh, that we find our signature ones. We really try to focus on easy to make cocktails where you can definitely make it from home. You don't need a bunch of ingredients, you right. can let the really the vodka do the work for you. So those are anywhere from raspberry lemonades, marionberry lemonades, which a marionberry is just a it's really just a bigger, juicier version of a blackberry. It's an organ oh. berry. Um, but other than that, you can, we have a slushy machine with which we love doing slushies. So, uh, um, we do raspberry lemonade, slushies, huckleberry slushies during the winter. We do apple cider slushies with our apple cinnamon vodka. So we do a lot of fun, fun cocktails there. And you get to meet some of our brand experts and they teach you on our spirits and our brand, um, and other fun cocktails that you can make. But as far as our product goes in general, um, really we're just sourcing really good premium fruit. Um, with our brand, I, I usually describe it as um, we're a fruit company that just happens to be in vodka. Um, with our products, we have over a pound of fruit in every bottle. We don't use any artificial flavor or coloring. Oh we're very true to the fruit, just like, just like the wild edibles, very true to the fruit. Now, um, so the is there, any particular, uh, is
1: there fruit. any particular flavor that either one of you or uh, what kind of a – when you get a chance to go sample it yourself – how do you prefer to go ahead and serve it? And which particular flavor do you like? I mean, give me an idea of what is, uh, what best suits your palate Do you really enjoy yourselves.
2: Aaron, this one's yours. I think I know. I think you like raspberry, but.
3: So I, I'm all about the raspberry. I'm a raspberry everything. Uh-huh. And I have to throw this out there. Chris is going to kill me. <laughs> Wild roots can be summed up in one sentence it's jam with a kick. <laughs> it's the vodka is an afterthought when you drink it and it's just, it's literally jam with a kick and I just do seltzers, lemonades, ginger beers. I'm a simple guy. I like two ingredient cocktails and I can make a delicious cocktail with just soda water, which, you know, it t- takes your vodka soda and makes it a premium cocktail and it's still the same process. It's just the quality of the fruit. Sorry, Chris, I did mind- right in there.
2: No, no, mine, mine, I'm, of course, raspberry is a great choice, but um, going into the fall season, I'm more of a pear, the pear vodka fan. So I like making a Moscow mule with adding the, the pear to it.
1: Very interesting. So, the really, the, when you think about some people that would have vodka and they want to go ahead and put it as a mixer, they're not, not necessarily need a mixer because also the one thing I noticed that the color content on each bottle, it, I mean, you almost get it misconstrued for wine because it looks like it's so rich and so flavorful. Was that kind of like the idea as well?
2: Yes. I mean, we use so much fruit that the fruit shows through the vodka. Um, And that's one of the great things about it is you can just use a lemonade or a seltzer water or soda water um, or even ginger beer to make a fantastic cocktail that also looks great. The color doesn't get diluted. It still shows. It makes a very pretty cocktail.
1: Fantastic. So now so much is going on. Obviously we talked about the thc free C B D fruit gummies. All great flavors. You already have now the sparkling beverages, which I'm I can't wait to go ahead and sample those. And by the fourth quarter of twenty nineteen, you have plans to expand in Colorado, Michigan, and Massachusetts. So update me on where everything is right now and where you have things planning up and you know, the anticipation of getting to go ahead and get your product out there and obviously getting that that a real fruit flavor to all these different markets, so they really get to enjoy CBD at the in the best possible way.
3: For our CBD brand, we are currently rolling out. We've signed with a couple of great distribution partners that are helping us roll out across the country right now. Um, once the chains and you know the regulation comes, I think you'll see a lot more CBD on your retail shelves, and we plan on being there. So that we are expanding nationally right now. We're looking at expanding to the East Coast. Um, Right now we're just sold on the West Coast with the beverages, but that's been one week. Um, So that's going national in terms of the THC that, you know, as just throw this out there, we have to build infrastructure and manufacturing plants in every single state that we produce our THC products in. So it's quite a process to expand. We're currently available in Oregon, California, and Nevada. We are launching in Colorado this year, and we are launching in Michigan, Massachusetts shortly after that. And then there's plenty of other states that we're currently working on, but all of those are currently under construction, and we are licensed in, and so those will be the next, the next three states we launch the THC line into.
1: That's amazing! I love what you guys are doing with it. It's the packaging, the branding, everything has been done with so much care. It looks so good. I mean, I'm just waiting to see this be put up and to, you know. And I know there's been one thing I've talked about, especially with um, when that day comes where you know, infused beverages like these will make it onto regular mainstream store shelves. And how you know, just by what you're doing there, I mean, you're out beating the competition in terms of just look, the feel, and if the, when they get the taste the flavor of it, it's really going to stand out. And I'm, I mean, some companies out there should definitely be feel the intimidation because I think you're putting out some great product out right there. And I can't wait to go ahead and give it a try myself. <laughs> can't wait for others in the around the country to get the chance to do the same thing. So. And know, so website is WYLDCBD.com. That's the first place I saw for the gummies, the sparkling water. And there's com. Tell me where else everybody else can go to learn about what you're doing and how they can get their hands on their own product.
2: As far as where they can find our product, of course, the websites, um, they work great. Other than that, definitely follow us on social media, um, whether that is Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we are very active on the LinkedIn as well as far as giving our updates. But um, social media, you can definitely, definitely find us outside of our website. Fantastic. For the
3: THC brand, you can find all of our licensed retailers on our Find Us page. And then our CBD, you can buy our product directly from our website as well. And then it'll soon be on your neighborhood grocery store.
1: And that's what I'm hoping for. I want to be able to go and see this right here on the grocery store <laughs> shelf at my local Publix, if you will. I want to go and see it there because it'll be nice to go and grab a handful of... Anyway, Aaron Morris, Chris Joseph with Wild Root Spirits, Wild and Wild CBD. Thank you, gentlemen, for making time. I'm glad to have you both together, and we were able to have some time to talk. We'll definitely keep in touch.
2: Absolutely, okay, thank, thank you. For you. Having we time. really
1: appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. And also, listeners, thank you for convening once again for another edition of Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.